Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our discipleship pastor, Adam Scott. Hey guys, that's good stuff. You can go ahead and clap for him. That's JT Wall. He is uh, the coach of John Millage Academy. He was sitting right over here in the first service a little while ago. He has led that team to an 8-0 and start, and they are representing Milledgeville, Georgia, all across the state in an incredible way. Take 10 seconds just to tell him how much you appreciate that. Maybe he's still in the building serving somewhere. I'm not really sure. But let me tell you something. The reason I love JT's story is, is because he understands that his job is not just to develop an elite program. Okay, he's done that. It's an elite program, eight no start. This is incredible. But he recognizes that the job he's been tasked with is so much bigger than that. You see, he's designing that program so that he can use his influence and the influence of the coaches and even the students on the team to develop these guys into elite versions of themselves. He's mentoring them, he's, he's coaching them, he's developing them, and, and, and he's working in their lives in a way that'll outlast every victory they win, um, every touchdown they score. He's impacting their lives in a way that will impact their eternity, and that's what we're celebrating right now. That's what we're talking about today, too. We're talking about mentoring, we're talking about coaching, we're talking about finding people and connecting with people that can push us to get even better, that can help us thrive in life. I love that we had this baptism this morning. It worked out just perfect. We didn't plan this, okay? This topic has been on the calendar. We were gonna do this. And then Emma reached out to me a few weeks ago about getting baptized. She said, my coach um, in basketball would love to do it. Um, I don't think she'd even talked to you yet, but she just knew you would love to do it. And we were excited about that. And man, it's a perfect example of this mentoring relationship that we're talking about this morning. We need people in our lives that will push us to get better. I wanna frame the conversation in this way. I just found out um, a couple weeks ago, they're, they're gonna relaunch or reboot the Matrix movies, okay? How many of you grew up and you watched the Matrix movies? Anybody? Okay, I loved the Matrix movies. If my wife would let me, okay, I would still decorate my room in a bunch of green ones and zeros. Like, it was just the coolest thing in the world when I was a teenager, and, and now they're gonna remake it. But it got me thinking back to the first movie, and, and whether you've seen the movies or not, it doesn't really matter. You can understand what was going on in this. Uh, Mr. Anderson, who is this guy right here, he was a lot younger in 1999 when that film came out. But Mr. Anderson, he receives a cell phone in the mail. It's a Nokia phone. Now, for those of you that weren't alive in what I'm hurtfully hearing referred to as the late 1900s, okay, and you don't know what a Nokia phone is, basically it was, it was like this indestructible device that could not be broken by anything in the world, and it made phone calls, but it did absolutely nothing else. It served no other purpose. But he received one in the mail, and he, he pulled it out of the package, and it began to ring. That was our first sign that somebody was watching, somebody knew what was going on. And he answered the phone and he started to talk to them and they said, listen, there are agents on the property right now ready to escort you off the property. They're gonna capture you. They're gonna take you. He says, unless you do everything I say. Of course, Mr. Anderson, he has no choice. So he does everything that he says and he says, duck into the, the cubicle across from yours and just camp out there for a little while. All right, now stay low and run all the way to the end of the hallway and go in the last office on the left. And, and he goes in that room. Now open the window and climb the scaffolding up to the roof. 
You see, as we're watching all this unfold, we, we still don't know who this person is or how this person knows what they know, but we do understand all of a sudden that there is somebody in Mr. Anderson's life that knows things he doesn't know, that sees things he doesn't see and is trying to help him in a way he can't help himself. Listen, that's what mentoring is all about. That's a good picture of what this relationship looks like. It's, it's people that we find that know things that we don't know. It's people we find that see things that we don't see, but even more importantly than all that, they're willing to step into our lives and use what they know, use what they've experienced to help us go further faster, to help us navigate the challenges of life. Ashley Wooldridge, he's the pastor of Christ Church of the Valley in Arizona. He preached a sermon on this several years ago and I listened to it and I'm telling you, it changed my life. It changed my thought process on this whole topic um, and it influenced this sermon in a really, really big way because he shifted the responsibility for mentoring on those of us that need to grow, need to develop, need to learn. And he simply described the mentoring relationship in this way. He said, a mentor is someone whose hindsight can become your foresight. It's simply that. It's, it's somebody whose hindsight, what's in the background of their life, can make a difference in your foresight and the things that are still coming up. It's a person who has a different vantage point that's willing to intentionally lead and guide us away from danger and towards growth and opportunity. And what I want you to be thinking about right now is whether or not you have anybody in your life like that right now. Whether or not you have people you can count on that will use their hindsight to influence your foresight. You see, my goal today is that you would be motivated to, to prioritize the mentoring relationship in your life, but also that you would be equipped to make those relationships happen so that you can go further faster. That's what we're gonna be doing today. Go ahead and open your Bibles to 2 Timothy 2.2. 2 Timothy 2.2. We're gonna camp out in that verse in just a second. While you're flipping there, I want you to know that the word mentor never shows up in the Bible, okay? If you've grown up in church or if you've been around here for a long time, you've probably heard that concept talked about on a regular basis. You may be thinking that it fills the pages of the Bible, and it does, but not with that word. See, the word mentor comes from the Odyssey of all places. Um, as a matter of fact, um, King Odysseus, he's leaving to go to the Trojan War and, and he leaves his son Telemachus in the hands, the care of a person named Mentor. And Mentor quickly became his counselor, his teacher and his coach. And because of that story, that name Mentor has, has become a way of describing this principle, this relationship, this strategy that's found all throughout the entire Bible. Great example of this is 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. This is what Paul says to Timothy. He says, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. I love this verse in introducing this topic because there's so many other places we could go, but I love it because it introduces this idea of mentorship all the way to the fourth generation. You see, Paul says, I am going to say some things. I'm going to teach you some things. I'm going to speak. That's one generation. And I want you, Timothy, I want you to embrace what it is that I'm saying to you. That's, that's two generations, Paul and then Timothy. He says, but then I want you to teach this stuff to other people, reliable people, who will in turn teach it to others. That's two more generations full of people. You see, when you start looking at places like that, you realize that mentoring is the biblical strategy for spiritual growth and development. 
You see, as a strategy, mentoring is not just about teaching knowledge, but it's about teaching people how to apply that knowledge so that their lives change and their lives get better. And that's the strategy the Bible gives us. It's, it's like setting up a series of human dominoes, okay? This is the picture that came to my mind when I started to think about that. This is the Guinness Book of World Records. We're gonna try this together in just a minute. So start stretching um, so that you're ready to go. But see, what's happening here as you're watching this is that, that one person is using all their momentum and all of their energy and they're colliding into another person. And when they collide into that other person intentionally, it causes a chain reaction and that somebody else is collided with and then somebody else is collided with until everybody is impacted. It's a chain reaction. Listen, that's what mentorship is all about. It's somebody saying, I wanna intentionally collide into you with my life, my experiences, the things I've been through, my knowledge, and I'm gonna allow that collision to happen and cause a chain reaction that's gonna help more and more people. You guys can cut the video because they're not gonna pay attention to anything I say while that video is going. Listen, maybe you're not convinced that this is what the Bible is preaching from cover to cover. Let me just, I'm gonna walk through a few examples in the Bible that I've pulled out just so you can see how prominent this concept is. Jethro, he mentored Moses in leadership and delegation. We read all about that. Moses, in turn, he mentored Joshua on how to lead well. Naomi mentored Ruth on how to find a godly husband and, and even navigate some difficult family dynamics. Eli mentored Samuel, who then in turn mentored Saul and David. Elijah mentored Elisha. Mordecai mentored Esther, which led to the salvation of an entire nation. Elizabeth mentored Mary, giving her strength and confidence during a challenging season of her life. Jesus, he mentored the 12 apostles. Barnabas, he mentored Paul, and, and Paul went on to mentor Timothy and Titus and so many others, which takes us all the way back to 2 Timothy 2.2 where Paul says, Timothy, I'm mentoring you, but I want you to fight to keep this thing going. Don't let it stop with you. Don't let the dominoes cease to fall. Mentor someone else and challenge them to mentor someone else so that everybody's lives can be impacted. Listen, the list goes on and on from cover to cover. The Bible preaches this truth. Every Christian needs a mentor to grow. Every Christian needs a mentor to grow. God has wired us, every single one of us, with, with a want and a need to benefit from one another. It's not just for students, it's not just for college-age students, it's not just for young adults. Every single one of us, regardless of our age, regardless of our status at work, regardless of our stage of life, we all need to find people who will use their hindsight to influence our foresight. Somebody who's willing to intentionally collide with us to help us go further faster. But how do we find that? Okay, we understand that the Bible preaches this. The question is, how do we find that? Because I don't think any one of us qualify for JT's team, okay? None of us are eligible, maybe a couple of you, but I can't just go join his team so that I can be mentored and I can grow. We develop all of our next-gen programming so that there's small group leaders in every environment so that your children can be mentored in each and every one of those environments, but I can't join that group now, what is it that I have to do as an adult or even as an older teenager, or even as a college student that will allow me to have people pouring into my life in that way? Let me tell you, this is gonna be probably the most practical few moments of a sermon ever because I'm gonna give you five steps 
that will allow you to experience mentor relationships like this in your life that will impact you and help take you to the next level. You're gonna wanna write these down. The first one is this, define where you need to see growth. Define where you need to see growth. Listen, this is a personal question that nobody else can answer for you. Simply ask, what is it in your life that needs to change or develop or grow where if that one area of your life were transformed, man, it would make the biggest difference in your life and the lives of the other people around you. Maybe it's finances. Maybe you're like, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not honoring God with my money. I'm at a point where I'm in debt up to my eyeballs and I can't find my way out. I've made some costly decisions and now I don't know what to do. Maybe it's parenting. You ever overwhelmed as a parent? Okay, just me, all right. We had the, the um, parking lot party yesterday. Man, we had so many people out here hanging out with us. I didn't know where my kids were half the time. Couldn't keep up with them. They took off like they owned this place, all right? I was overwhelmed with parenting. Maybe you feel that way sometimes. Maybe you need somebody to invest in your life and help teach you how to, how to parent in a way that will honor God by developing people that have godly values. Maybe it's a marriage. I was talking to a guy before the last service and he says he's been married 56 years. He said it's basically as many years as the Super Bowl has been in existence. That blew my mind. He's been married for an incredibly long time. Maybe, maybe you say, I need help learning how to cultivate a relationship like that, a marriage that will stand the test of time. Maybe you need help um, with your professional life, with work and business. Maybe, maybe you need to learn in this season how to manage grief. Maybe you're struggling with some stuff that, that's unique and challenging and you need somebody who's been there before to invest in you. Maybe you're caring for elderly parents and that's a new challenge for you and you need somebody who's been there before to step in and help you through that process. Maybe you need somebody that can help teach you technology so you can connect with your friends and family in a whole new way. Listen, we all have areas of growth that have the power to significantly impact the quality of our lives and the lives of others. We've got to identify what those areas are so that we can begin keeping our eyes out for somebody who specializes in those areas. They have a great track record in those areas. I wanna give you an example of this. I didn't tell him I was gonna bring him up, but we got David Langston sitting right over here. And, uh, and David showed up about four years ago to this church and, uh, and he started attending about the same time that I came on staff. And he said, I've got a background in finance and I have no idea what to do with it. What can I do? And I said, well, you could teach our staff Financial Peace University. He did it. Can y'all believe that? What a sucker. Um, he jumped in there. He did an incredible job with that. I mean, he led us in a big way. That was a big ask. But not only that, he jumped on board immediately afterwards and we took about 200 of our church people through Financial Peace University. He was instrumental in that. He's led classes between then and now. He's got another class that's gonna launch in January that's gonna help you with a lot of this stuff. But man, I, if I had to, to get some help with my finances, David's the guy I'm gonna go to. He's met with individuals in the church to help him in that very same way, not just in the class, but one-on-one. -on -one. If I were struggling, that's who I wanna to talk to. If I were trying to learn how to fly an airplane, I don't think I'm gonna to go to David, okay? I don't think he has any expertise in that. If I'm gonna take up ax throwing, that's a big deal. Eh, David, I don't think that's the guy that I'm gonna to go to. But man, when it comes to finances, you're not going to find anybody better that wants to honor God and help you at the same time. Here's what I want you to understand at this point in the conversation. When you're looking for a mentor, you're not looking for somebody who excels in every area of life. See, that's where a lot of us go wrong. We're looking for somebody that can help us and we say, well, I'm not gonna ask that person. Have you seen the way their kids act? 
I'm not gonna ask that person. Have you seen what they wear to work? You know, or I'm not gonna ask that person because they've peaked at an early age in their career and I wanna go farther than that. You don't have to worry about all of those things. Look for an individual, multiple individuals like David that specialize and have a track record in one specific area and say, I need you to help me in that area. I need to see growth in that area. Let me say one more thing about this before we move on. I'm gonna talk to the men in the room. Ladies, you may need to hear this too, but I know as a guy, I need to hear this. I don't need to say this to you as much as I need to hear it with you, okay? But God has been stirring in my heart over this one issue. Guys, it's easy for us to ask for help in our professional lives. It's not all that hard for us to say, I wanna go farther at work. Help me figure out how to do that. It's a whole lot harder and a whole lot more humbling for us to focus on the other areas of life. And I wanna say this incredibly clearly, it is not worth thriving in business and neglecting your other responsibilities. Okay, we've got to look for people that can help us, not just at work. We gotta look for people that can help us in the other areas of life that matter so much more. Help us raising children, help us with our spouse, help us be leaders, help us to get involved in church, help us to study God's word and spend time with him. Man, find people that can help you with that. Define where you need to seek growth. Here's the second thing we gotta do. We gotta make a low cost ask. So you've already identified what area you need help with. You've already found somebody who specializes in that area. Now the, our responsibility is to make a low cost ask so we can spend time with them. I had the opportunity to share with one of our, our newer staff members the other day, a few weeks ago, about how I go about doing this. You see, I, I frequently do this. I watch people from a distance. I don't necessarily have a relationship with them or a strong relationship with them, but I admire things about them and the things that they're doing. And so what I do is I typically send an email that says, hey, so-and-so, my name is Adam. I'm the executive pastor at Northridge Christian Church. I've been watching some of the things that are going on in your life. I want to benefit from that. I would love it if you would spend one hour with me. Now, these people are spread out across the state. I've gone as far as two and a half hours to have one of these meetings. And, and I tell them, you're not meeting me halfway, I'm coming to you. If you don't have time for lunch, which I'm buying, by the way, I'll show up at your office with coffee. I'm gonna respect your time and I'm gonna be done in an hour, but I want to experience some of what God is doing in your life. Would you be willing to meet with me? I tell you what, out of all the times I've sent that email, I have never had somebody not respond and set up a time to get together with me. Usually when I'm meeting with that person, I'll also ask this question. I'll say, hey, what's somebody else you know that's not on my radar that could help me in this area? And they always give me a list of names. I've reached out to those people, built relationships with people that I would have never even known about before. Man, make a low cost ask that they can't say no to and spend time working on that relationship and building that relationship so that they can help take you further, faster. Listen, whether you already have a relationship with the person or not, take advantage of the opportunity to get to know the people that are in your life. Another way of saying this might be this, don't just ask them to mentor you, okay? How many of you would like to be asked, would you mentor me? Or how many of you would be overwhelmed by that? I'd be completely overwhelmed by that. You go up to somebody and say, hey, would you mentor me? They're gonna start thinking, I'm not an expert. Do I need lesson plans? How many hours is this gonna take? Don't set this thing up to fail. Just ask them to spend time with you. And as you spend time with them, after a meeting or two meetings and they see that you're respecting their time, then you might say, hey, could we get together once a month for six months and you could just invest in me and help me achieve new levels of success in this area of my life. Make a low cost ask. All right, third thing, you've already got a meeting with them. You're ready to go sit down with this person. What do you do? You own the agenda. You own 
the agenda. Basically what that means is you don't assume that they're gonna care more about your success and be more invested in your success than you are. Do your homework, prepare in advance, prepare three to five questions, send it to them in advance and say, this is what I need so that I can go to the next level. Those three to five questions may turn into 150. That's fine, that's good. But man, you get the ball rolling. I watched uh, an interview the other day with Kobe Bryant, uh, one of the greatest basketball stars of all times. And, and Kobe Bryant in this interview, he was talking about how he became one of the greatest basketball stars of all time. And he said, when he started out, he did what, what he called, he climbed the goat mountain. He said, I reached out to guys like Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. And I, I just simply said, I need to spend time with you and I've got some questions for you. And these are some of the questions that he asked. He says, will you tell me about the game? Will you tell me about your process? Will you tell me about how you approach this or that? Will you tell me about your level of detail in this area of your life? Kobe Bryant took initiative and he asked pointed questions and that accelerated his growth. Man, that's our job. We own the agenda. We do the homework and we experience growth as a result of it. Number four, ask, listen, and take notes. Ask, listen, and take notes. Let me tell you, when I'm meeting with people, I don't usually take notes in the meeting because the way my brain works, I'm more focused on their words than their content, okay? I gotta get everything right. I'm writing everything down. I'm not making eye contact. I'm not asking good questions, but I don't give up my parking spot until I write down what I've learned. And once I write down what I've learned, I spend time revisiting that. I, I spend time uh, reflecting on those truths. Even if I don't agree with everything, I take advantage of the opportunity for God to use the things I was told to create growth in my life. Listen, I hear people all the time, they say, they say to me, I'm sure they say the same thing to Mike, they say, I, I get a lot out of your sermons. Man, that's, that's awesome. Man, that speaks to us. That's, that's wonderful because we're just hearing from God. God's kicking our rear end for a week so that we can share it with you. And we love that God is working in some way that the Holy Spirit is challenging your heart in some area based on what we're saying. But can I tell you something? There's nothing special about me and there's nothing special about Mike and there's nothing special about anybody else who stands on this stage. Man, we're just trying to share God's love with you in whatever way we know how to. The reason you're learning and the reason you're growing is not because of what we're doing, it's because you're staying focused for 25 minutes every single week listening to the words of God. Man, that's powerful. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to move because of your focus and your intentionality. That's what a mentor relationship looks like. Man, you've gotta show up and you've gotta be focused. And you've gotta recognize this is spiritual because the Holy Spirit is gonna work in that conversation and take you to new levels of depth, help you level up in the areas that matter most. Man, when you've got a posture of learning, let me say this, you use your ears a lot more than you use your mouth, okay? You use your ears a lot more than you use your mouth. I find myself sometimes meeting with people and I, I start talking a lot more than I'm listening and I realize that I'm wasting their time and mine. Spend time listening and growing as a result of that posture. Ask, listen, and take notes. And the final step is this, apply what you learn. Apply what you learn. This is the Nike principle, just do it. See, what they suggested may or may not work for you for a long time. It may not be the one change that's gonna impact your life forever. But I mean, you've already admitted that you need growth in this area. You've already identified somebody that God can use to help you in that area. Man, embrace what they tell you, give it a shot, experiment with it and see what happens. Listen, I share all this because I want you to see this doesn't have to be complicated. This is one of the most simple messages you're ever gonna hear, but it's incredibly practical. 
This doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes God is gonna speak to us directly through his word. Sometimes God is gonna speak to us directly through our prayer time, but a lot of times God wants to speak to us through other people that he puts in our path. Colby already read that verse to us in Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Listen, our job is to fill our life with people that will sharpen us, that will help us grow, and that will make us better. Every Christian, every one of you, myself included, we need mentors to grow. Here's what I want you thinking about over the next few moments. I ordered some dominoes because it was gonna make this illustration really good, but shipping is delayed. So you don't get a domino today, I'm sorry. But I want you thinking about that domino principle and I want you to think about who it is that you're gonna invite to collide in your life that's gonna impact you and take you to the next level. But I also want you thinking about who it is God is placing in your path that you can collide with so that you can mentor them and you can help them grow and you can help them level up. You see, I ran a 5K this past Saturday and, um, and I got second place. That's pretty awesome, right? Okay, you can clap. You shouldn't, my time was terrible. Okay, I didn't get second place overall. I got second place in my age group. <laughs> I've always learned you either get faster or you get older. Either way, you start going home with some gold. So I've decided to take that approach. But see, in my age, all of a sudden I can achieve something that I couldn't achieve before. And the same is true. Those of you that are older, those of you that have something to offer, those of you that, man, God has already worked in your life and developed you with experience and all kinds of things, and find people. You can do things others can't do. Find people you can invest in and help them go further as well. Listen, during this time, I want you thinking about those two things. I also want you thinking about communion. You see, we're gonna go into a time of communion, and, and this is just simply an opportunity for you to remember Jesus and what he's done for you. Remember that he is the greatest mentor you're ever gonna have. You will learn more from him than anybody else. And he's the one that orchestrates all of this. Spend some time thanking him for loving you, for dying on the cross for you, and for leading and guiding your life and bringing you to this point and taking you to whatever's next. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at